Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Susan, and before we get started, I want to remind you that today is the last day of the TPT sale. It's going on August 2nd, so if you're listening to this the day this podcast episode came out, you want to make sure you grab all your favorite things that you need for back to school, and if you rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, you have a chance to enter a drawing to win a $10 TPT gift card, good for that today, Wednesday, or anytime in the future. So go ahead and get those reviews in and then email me or DM me on Instagram at shared teaching, or my email is susan at sharedteaching.com. Again, this is good only for Wednesday, August 2nd. I will pick a winner sometime during the afternoon. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started into episode number 93, where I'm talking about five meet the teacher ideas that you will love. Now, I'm not going to promise that these are not ideas you've heard before, and there's a reason for that, because here with shared teaching, we like things that are tested and work. So these are ideas that have been around for a while. I've used them in my own classroom many, many, many times over, and I've had great success So I'm going to share with you my top five things that I like to do with Meet the Teacher. And the reason why is because my Meet the Teacher happens to be this coming Friday. So no time to waste. I need to plan out my stuff and I don't need to stress about it when I'm sitting in meetings all day long, every day, up until it's time to meet those families. I'm sure some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So the week before school starts, my school likes to organize the meet to teacher night. So the parents come in the week before school actually starts, which is really the last day before the weekend, and then the students start on Monday. So it's an informal couple of hours where the parents can just drop in. There's no set agenda. There's no PowerPoint or presentation I have to give. That is more traditionally done at open house. So meet the teachers just like what it sounds. They're just coming to meet you. So it should be very informal, very casual. You shouldn't be that stressed out about it, but you do want to make a great first impression on your families. And that means having your things figured out and organized. So first we're going to start with supply stations. So I like to organize supply stations for the families to drop off their school supplies when they come in because a lot of times they don't want their poor little second grader to carry all these big heavy bags when it comes to the first day of school. So if they can come to meet the teacher, they usually bring their supplies with them so they can drop them off and then the student doesn't have to worry about them on the first day of school. So having a designated space for this really helps keep your room organized And it's showing your parents that you 
like organization. You have things that are well thought out and it's kind of like psychology. It just gives them a broad idea of how you're going to be as a teacher. Are you going to have your things together or are they going to be a hot mess? (laughs) And Meet the Teacher is going to kind of give them a glimpse of that. And you only have one chance to make a first impression. So before you can even figure out what stations you're going to have, it helps to decide what supplies students are going to bring in that they're going to keep for themselves. So some examples of some non-shared supplies might be pencil boxes, headphones, and folders. Because a lot of times if you just have folders on a supply list, students will pick out like, you know, this really cute dog or this unicorn or some bunnies. And it's not going to be maybe just the color coding that you were looking for. So unless you're very specific on your supply list and parents follow that. If you are, lucky. (laughs) But sometimes there's always those odd ones out, right? So you want them to keep those kind of things for themselves. And so I ask students to pick out their desk and place those items on their desk. Now, some teachers like to label and place bins out for supplies, but I like to use the tables I already have that are around the room. For example, my teacher table, am I using it right that night? No. So why can't I use that for them to pile supplies on? So I'll put out little signs around the room And I like to use these little Ikea 4x6 picture holders. I'm sure you've seen the ones where they have a nice base on them and then you just slide the picture in the top and you can change them out very easily. And then those just act, they have their own little stand and you just put them in different areas. So maybe I'll put three different zones on my teacher table where it might be like the big items, right? Kleenex, if they bring in paper towels, maybe Clorox wipes, and those are signs that I place on that teacher table. And then I have some smaller tables like my writing center and stuff like that that can also get signs like pencils or I put just like a little plastic shoe box out, put your pencils in here. And then afterwards I can open all the boxes, dump the pencils out and then cons- consolidate them so they don't take up as much space. So planning through things like that is very helpful. And then again, you only need a small little sign that tells the parents where they need to go. And as soon as the night is over, I can take those larger items and I can stuff them into cabinets and wardrobes that I have that will be out of sight come Monday morning when the, te- when the, pa- when the teachers, when the students come on in. Now, bonus tip is you might want to print labels for folders or notebooks that students can sticker with their student name and subject. So you can either have them handwrite their name on there. If you already know their names, you can pre-print the labels to have their name on there. I like to have a number, and I've talked about this before. I can't remember which episode. I'm so sorry. But each one of my students get a number. And it might sound kind of horrible (laughs) giving them a number for a name. But I learn their names. The numbers are just so that I can go ahead and have things pre-labeled. And if a student shows up that's not on my roster that suddenly got registered that night, which does happen, then I can easily be like, oh, hey, look, I had 20 students. You're going to be number 21. And then they already, they feel at home. They feel like they're not the odd person out because they just registered late. And it gives them that sense like everyone else has. So they would put a little sticker on their folder. And so my stickers generally have a number in the corner and then a little picture to support whatever the subject is. 
So for example, for math, I'll find some kind of cutesy math clip art with like numbers on it. And then I'll write math notebook, number one in the corner. And then if they're the number one student, lucky them, they get to take that sticker and put it on their folder or their notebook. I forgot what I already said, notebook, I believe. And then they sticker that. And then maybe there's a student number two, they do the same thing. They find the math folder that they want to be the math folder. They'll put the sticker that says math folder on their folder as they put it at their desk. So it just helps save a little bit of time. So maybe now they're the experts and then when the first day of school comes, they can help their new friends that come into the classroom know exactly what to do. Oh, you put this sticker on this folder. You choose which folder for this. Oh, these go on your notebooks and they can be helpers that kind of take away from them needing you right away. And that's just a Great bonus tip I have for you. So number two is to have parent handouts. So in my experience, when you are having a meet the teacher, a lot of parents suddenly show up all at once. You might not have anybody, and all of a sudden you look around and the room is packed. So if this happens to you, you need something for them to do while they're standing there waiting for you to come and talk to them. So one of those things is to put the supplies out, And then the other thing is to have some kind of handout that they can read through and look over. And some of those handouts might already answer the questions that they have by the time they get to you. So for me, I like to have a Meet the Teacher flipbook. And I talked about this on Saturday's episode, which was number 92. So you might want to go back and take a good listen to that one. And inside the flipbook, I put a short paragraph about myself and my experience of teaching. And then I include my classroom management plan, some classroom rules and procedures that are more commonly needed to know by parents, like restroom procedures. I don't put everything in there like lining up and sitting down. And I I just stick with like the really big ones that most parents have a concern about, which is usually the restroom. And then I have my class schedule of specials. If they have the master copy of the schedule done, I can go ahead and grab that and then I know exactly when the students have their specials and I can put that in my Meet the Teacher booklet. And then also how to contact me. So my school uses Class Dojo, so I'll put the Class Dojo code in there and I will show parents how to get into the school's classroom for Class Dojo and get them all set up while they're at Meet the Teacher. I also love to give out my Sight Word at Home booklet And this is just a picture-supported guide that shows how students can practice spelling words at home that are not just kill and drill, like the parent says the word and the kid writes it like they're having a spelling test at home, but it's a lot of hands-on manipulative type activities. Again, things that are very common, things that have been around for a long time. None of these are my own creation. I just happen to pull them together and put them in a booklet that is a very nice guide to hand to parents if you're in first and second grade. Even in kindergarten, this would work great. And then I have a grade level specific skills guide for parents that kind of goes over Common Core and the big teaching topics of that school year. So for example, for second grade, I might cover the important skills in math and my 
school district is aligned with Common Core, so I kind of go over the Common Core in a different section of that booklet. But it gives student or gives parents an overview of what to expect their child to be learning throughout the school year. If I already know some big units, I might add that too. So, for example, I might say, "Oh, we'll study turkeys during Thanksgiving, and we'll do you know X, Y, and Z throughout the school year, as we study biographies and famous people and learning to be kind." So, those are just some things I might throw out there at Meet the Teacher when I'm talking to parents. And since sight words practice is such an important component of my word study, this booklet kind of sets the tone for the coming year and tells parents what they can expect from me and what their students should be doing and knowing at the end of the school year. Okay, meet the teacher idea number three is to pick a seat. So as mentioned earlier, students put their supplies at their seat. Well then, how do you figure out where they are? I don't assign student seats to them. I like them to choose their own seat. So I have a stack of simple name tags I've made out of just regular old printer paper. I open up a PowerPoint. I find a nice chunky font that students can color inside. They're often called bubble fonts. And then it has their name on it. So it might say Susan in nice bubble font. And then on the first day of school, they're coloring those names while they wait for their other friends to arrive and school to actually start because a lot of times on that first day you are bombarded by lots of different things parents coming into the room and asking you questions or admin dropping off a student that enrolled last second and just there's a lot on that first day of school that it's nice to have something simple that needs no explanation for students and some students can take a long time coloring those name tags and this last year my class loved them they took really good care of them and they actually lasted a lot longer than I thought they would so they became semi-permanent name tags but usually after a while I have them take them home and use them as like a bookmark or something and then I replace them with a nice name tag with like an alphabet chart I guess on it and handwriting guides and then just like a quick number line on the bottom okay so I like having students that come to meet the teacher pick their seats because it helps alleviate all that first day anxiety of where do I sit, where am I going to be at, who's going to be next to me. They already kind of know if they can meet to, to meet the teacher. Okay, I walk into the room, I know what it looks like, I know where my seat is, I'm going to go straight there. And it, it just helps alleviate that burden. And then a lot of families always ask me, if little Johnny or little Susie can sit up front because, you know, they really need to be up front to help pay attention. So parents get to choose, oh, hey, I'm putting you right up front. And then you don't have to worry about those requests later. You have them right off the bat in the beginning of the school year. Now, as you need to, you definitely change the seats as the school year and the first weeks progress. But at least right up at the bat, you know parents want the, where the parents want their kid and then also the kids know exactly where they're sitting. Okay, number 4 for my meet the teacher idea is to make sure to have some office paperwork. So all parents <laughs> dread getting the back to school paperwork packet. So a lot of times it's forms from the office that need to be filled in or maybe the school nurse has something that needs to be completed and families will appreciate being able to have them 
and complete them right then and there so they don't have to even think about it. Or some of them just like to take them home early so it gives them an extra day or two to fill it out and bring it back in. So I just love having all those forms available. Check with your office staff if there's something special that's getting sent home in the first week of school. If they already have it photocopied, maybe you can grab it early. Sometimes though, you just have to wait. And last but not least is student pictures. So no meet the teacher would be complete without you actually meeting and knowing the student. So I like to take their picture right off the bat. And then I use these pictures to go through them over the weekend before the school starts to look at their face, learn their names. And then it also makes a really great display on the wall. So I print the pictures on cardstock. You don't need to laminate them because no one's gonna be touching them. You label them underneath with their student name, or obviously with their student name, so with their name, and then you hang them up. So last year I had a little display, I just said class family, and then I used um, some heavy duty twine I found at the craft shop, I think it was Hobby Lobby, and it had like a little bit of like shininess, not glitter, but it had like a little shine to it, and it was like a twine that was in the decorative ribbon area. And then I just put clothespins to hang it up. And then I also put clothespins on each of the student names to hang them up. And then it was really easy to take them down and put the new ones up as students changed throughout the school year. Students loved coming in and seeing their name and their picture up on the wall. And they also loved to see who else was in the class and it helped them learn their classmates' names. Okay, so just to recap, meet the teacher ideas, we had five. First was to have some kind of stations for their supplies. Next is to make sure to have important handbook handouts for parents to come and grab as they're waiting to speak with you. Third was to have students pick their own seat so they feel more comfortable on the first day of school. And fourth was to make sure to have any office paperwork available for parents that want to fill it out early or take it home with them to fill out later. And then the last idea was to take pictures of each of the students that arrive to make a nice class display and it also saves you more time on the first day trying to get everyone's pictures then. So if you have a great idea that I missed make sure to let me know either by going to this blog post and writing a comment or leaving a a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and stay tuned for an all new episode next Wednesday. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.